This is the Iowa State Athletics Sidecast. This Sidecast is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Visit any Van Wall location today to test drive the full lineup of John Deere compact utility tractors with the power and versatility to conquer anything this season. I'm John Walters. Today's Sidecast is our AutoZone Liberty Bowl preview with our Cyclone Radio Network analysts Eric Heff and Ryan Harklaw. Iowa State faces one of the best offenses in college football, Memphis, averaging close to 40 points a game. What are some of the challenges there? What can Iowa State do on the offensive end against this Memphis defense? We'll break it all down over the next 20 minutes. We hope you'll enjoy this visit with Ryan Harklaw and Eric Heff. Well, guys, the AutoZone Liberty Bowl, you know, last trip there was really special, I think, for Matt Campbell, his staff, and especially those seniors who had been so through so much. I mean, I think about Joel Lanning and Alan Lazard and J.D. Wagner and what that game meant to those guys in particular. But uh, it was really a fun experience the last time we went there. Yeah, it was a blast. It was better than the time before, to be sure. Uh, cold weather, but, man, w- what a great turnout. I mean, Matt Campbell's first bowl game as a Cyclone head coach, people really turned out and made it. The whole week was just a, a great event, a lot of fun. It's important to the city of Memphis, and they really welcome you better than uh, certainly a lot of other bowl locations. So that's great. And the fact that Iowa State was able to win, uh, even better. Yeah, and you look at this bowl game, and, and it's important to us as a fan base, and, and, and it needs to continue to be. And, you know, when the Liberty Bowl looked like who they're going to take, they had Iowa State circled the whole time. They weren't going to let it slide. I, I think whatever the record is at that point, once you're bowl eligible, people, everyone wants to circle Iowa State. They want our fan base down there because they know they're going to show up and uh, have a great time with them. So, again, it's a great celebration, you know, for these kids, but it's also a great celebration for this fan base and, and to celebrate what this is at Iowa State. And it is something that's special. Well, it does make for a really unique setting. I mean, I think back to that game in 2017 and you th- – you know, you watch bowl games all month and you're going to see about 80% of them have stadiums that are half full or less, you know, and, and this is such a different environment. Now, it will be kind of like a road game in a certain sense, but a, a lot of Iowa State fans are going to be there. And, hey, we've won four straight on the road, so bring it on. <laughs> you know, the crazy thing is, too, you know, uh, the stadium seats about 60,000. And last time it was about a 50-50 split. Well, this year, the biggest crowd Memphis has had for a home game is 35,000. You know, so this will be the biggest crowd of the year in that stadium for, for a football game, too. And I just hope we can come close to matching what Memphis has. Uh, you know, the date's great. I mean, you know, the 29th is a perfect date for a bowl game. So hopefully we'll have a, a terrific turnout. I think we will, Eric. And the drive, you know, it's, it's drivable. You know, you're not having to jump on an airplane or deal with airports and for most of us throughout the state of Iowa, I'm driving down there with my family. I'm looking forward to it too. But again, the weather looks decent. It's above 50. Yeah. It's not 32 last time. So again, I, I think you're going to get last minute fans. Like Christmas is over and and I think well, people will jump in a car and run down quick for, for a fun experience on Beale Street. You know, guys, I mentioned we'd won four straight Big 12 road games. Why do you think this team's been so good on the road? The reason I believe that they're good on the road is a young team and they have been able to focus on the road. And, and when you look at the interesting part, when they kind of turned that on was in Athens, Ohio, you know, and I think they went on the road, they weren't prepared. Uh, they didn't understand how to handle those situations. And you, you always want to take something for wins and losses. I'm never going to say there's a good loss. You know, I hear people, hey, that was a great loss. Look what happened. I, I, yeah, they took a lot from it. They learned from it and went forward. 
But I think what what allows us to be good on the road is this team does not flinch to adversity at any point in time. And they haven't uh, at any point in time. They, they keep coming back. Even at Oklahoma, it didn't end right. But they throw a pick six to start the game, and they come back and score. And then Oklahoma scores, and they come back and score. They just got into a track meet we couldn't keep up in. But this young team has always responded to adversity. And, and I think that's what's so exciting for Coach Campbell and this team is it is young, yes, but what he loves it, the spirit of the team, is what's so exciting about this. This team, we have 20 of the 22 starters coming back next year. And what's the most exciting part about that is, yes, we have run for a straight road win. They can handle adversity. They've been through it before, and they know how to they know how to get through it to be successful. And so, again, there's no, like, really grave right answer. I just – for me, it's more about the spirit of this team, them going on the road, and focusing and all the distractions go away. And I think they just have been a really good team because of that, the bond and the spirit of this football team. One thing you said there, I mean, it's all great, but one thing you said, there's no distractions when you're on the road. And sometimes I think that can be a really big thing, but it's only a really big thing if your team is close. And I, I think this group is really a close group. We're really tight knit. And sometimes when you, Hey, we have a tremendous home field advantage, but at the same time, especially for young teams, you kind of can take that for granted. Say, hey, we're going to have that on the road. You know, you don't have any advantage like that, so you you take it upon yourselves to go out and execute, do the things that you have to do. But the other thing, the other thing about this team, I think they're having fun. You know, and there, there's no substitute. You know, momentum's a huge thing, and fun is can be a part of that. They enjoy what they're doing. They love playing football. And it's like Coach Campbell says, he said yesterday, uh, talking about the recruiting class, he wants people who love football. I mean, really love the game. And I think this Iowa State team has a, has a, has a huge core of guys who really love football. And they appreciate the opportunity. You know, some of those wins weren't over the best teams in the league for sure, but you, the wins on the road are still very hard to come by until the final game. And Iowa State was just incredible and one of the most <laughs> – one of the wildest games I've ever seen. Today's sidecast is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Van Wall Equipment and John Deere are proud to support Iowa's farmers in the field and Iowa State Athletics on the field. Yeah, that Kansas State game, let's touch on that a little bit because it was so encouraging. I mean, that was a good opponent on the road and they hadn't lost at home all season. In fact, they'd been dominating teams. And we get all those explosive plays, which really this team's been doing quite a bit of that throughout the season. Why do you think... These guys have been able to make so many explosive plays offensively. The balance of this offense is really is what's causing some of those explosive plays. And I think when we talked about it throughout the year, you know, early in the year, I think we were a little bit stubborn on the run, wanting to run the ball. And 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 as Nate has come along as a coordinator, I, I couldn't be happier with what he's doing. He's getting defenses on their heels. They don't know if he's run, pass. Uh, he's getting them in situations where the defense can't commit to either side of it. And I know there's times that it gets frustrating to see him run the ball, you know, and get two yards or on first down. If it, you know, they like, hey, you're running too much in first down. You're only getting two or three yards. That is setting everything up. That keeps the cheetahs away from the pass rush. And so I think what they've done a great job is such a balanced offense. And as a defender, you know, a pass defender myself, the worst thing is being in a situation with a team, you don't know what's coming at you. You don't know if it's pass or run. And I don't care if it's second and eight or second and two or third and two, third and three, which we've been really good about staying in front of the, the chains that way. That is awful on the defense uh, pressure wise, what you're going to do. Do you commit to the run and try to stuff it or are you playing pass? And 
Nate has just really had a really good feel for what he has in an offense, who's hot for the day, and finding that opportunity that defense is willing to give you. And I really think that's a big part of it. The balance of this offense throughout this season has really developed uh, to become a strength for us. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I, you know, the balance, you know, I, I think is is so important to play winning football at the highest level. You've got to have balance, and Iowa State has really developed that over the course of the year as the offensive line, the tight ends have improved, the run blocking, the running game has become so complimentary. And I, I'm totally on board with what you said about about Nate. I mean, he's done come on, done a tremendous job figuring out. You know, he and the staff, what can we do? How can we be effective and efficient in our offense and stay ahead of the chains? Give us the opportunities to make plays. And the other thing we have, too, is we have guys that can make big plays. It's not just, you know, some guys can turn a a five-yard run into a 70-yard touchdown run. Abu Sama is one of those guys. You know, sometimes you have a guy has a a 50-yard hole and he gets, you know, six yards because he's not that guy. But Iowa State has guys, you know, Jaden Higgins, we've seen Jalen Knoll, obviously Abu. I mean, those guys are capable of making big plays. So when when the opportunity presents itself, boom, uh, that's when it happens. And guys, you look at Abu Sama, true freshman, and he's played in eight Big 12 games, and he is averaging 10 yards a carry. More than, any, more than any other running back in, in the Big 12, in conference games, he's averaging 10 yards a carry. And so, obviously, some guys down the field are doing a heck of a job, and we really saw that in the Kansas State game. But the joy that Steve O'Klotz takes in blocking for Abu and, you know, Benjamin Bramer and the, the receivers, as Eric mentioned, you're seeing all these guys really try to make the the simple play an explosive play, and that effort has, has so much to do with what they're getting accomplished. You know, do your job. I think that's the biggest thing. Do your job. Take out your responsibility, if you will, on that play. Do it for the guy next to you. Do it for your team. You know, and it's again when you have the positive momentum. I think that Iowa State, you know, has really shown on offense. I mean, that's what that's what you end up with, especially when guys that can make big plays are presented the opportunity. And, and you know, if you're a wide out and you're blocking and, and you know the guy can't run over 10 yards, okay? Sometimes maybe you're not going to be as good, but when you know that your block could be the one that springs you, you know, for that 30, 40, 50-yard run or touchdown run, I think that's added motivation for you too. Regardless of your profession, the color of your collar, or your standard of style, step confidently into the spotlight with authentic brand gear. It's the premium label our team wears, and you too can enhance your company's image with authentic brand. Insist on it from your trusted supplier. And you know, one of the things that makes me the proudest of this football team is the way this season started, the news, the nation was talking about Iowa State and and the gambling issues. But what I will tell you inside that locker room, not one person talked about it. It's never been an excuse. It's never been, I don't know if we can win. It's never been, hey, we're too young to win. Can you imagine any other college football program in America losing four uh, four starters and then going into a season losing four starters? One of them, including your quarterback, by the way. Right. uh, Right. Which is the most important position on offense. And you lose four key starters, a tight end, a tackle, a running back, which is very key as well, and your starting quarterback. And you go... And, and have a season like you just have there. That was never mentioned by players. Being around them all year, it was never brought up. 
the coaching staff did an amazing job moving forward and not saying, hey, we're a victim. You know, we're a victim. And they, they didn't go around saying, hey, why isn't the state investigating this? Or why is so-and-so not investigating this? Or, you know, why are they looking at us? Oh, poor us. It never came out of that locker room. And I can't tell you how good a job that that coaching staff has done managing that tough situation and adversity. Like how we move forward is this is our locker room and this is how we're going to win. Most schools right now would be saying, hey, you know what? We're four and we're four and eight. We, had a tr- we lost four starters. It was a tough year, but man, we, were really, we were a victim. They were never the victim. And I think that's what is really cool for this team is many people looked at them like they were being targeted. And, you know, as a fan, I think, you know, there's an argument for that. But what I will tell you inside that locker room, they never felt like a victim. They didn't respond like a victim. They responded like a winner. And I think that is probably the neatest thing of this team, the spirit of this team. They moved on from it. You know, they didn't go out of Athens, Ohio saying, oh, man, if we'd had the four starters, we'd have won. They came out of Athens, Ohio saying we got to be better here to win. And I think that is a really cool lesson, not only for those players, but for all of us. You know, and, and I, I just the more I've thought about this season, it's really neat to see what that team has done and how they've grown in the face of adversity when they're challenging. You lose, you know, 35 percent of your starters on day one. It's just really cool to see. And I think, Hark and Eric, that is one of the reasons that Matt Campbell enjoys so much coaching this team. You can see the joy in Matt Campbell coaching this group of guys. And, you know, you always hope that you have a team that gets better as the season goes on and sure there's going to be speed bumps and things are going to happen. But we know the three of us having watched this team every week, they have gotten better every week. And it, it's, it's such a, probably a satisfying thing for that coaching staff and for Matt, but also for those players. But I, I think this is the most fun maybe that Matt's had coaching a team. And it's probably for a lot of the reasons you just said, the guys always embraced adversity and it says, bring it on, you know, and look, look at how this team has responded. Absolutely. I, I think it may be Coach Campbell's best job uh, and staff as well. Uh, but at the same time, I, I totally agree that maybe the most fun we, we talk to him and just the, there's a certain joy that he has a, a sparkle, if you will. Uh, he loves coaching these young guys. He loves the fact that they're coachable. Obviously, the fact they're getting better. And that's one of the things we've talked about on these sidecasts, you know, all season long is like the thing that's so awesome about this team is that they pretty much get better every single week. You can point to things, tangible things every week and say, man, we're better. We're better than we were last week. And, you know, that doesn't happen very often. It doesn't. I, you know, one of those things that you look at is the transfer portal, you know, and, and what's going on right now in college football. And it's affirmation of the spirit of this team. You know, if our fan base, like, if, if they, they have to understand, like, other schools have come after our players, right? And we have 20 of our 22 coming back and committed to coming back next year. I can assure you there's other schools out there reaching out to our players right now because they've seen the success they've had. They've seen how young they are. They see how good they are. I am aware of some that are – that are large schools, th- those that are competing for national championships. And, and the cool thing is these kids want to stick together. And, I, and Coach Campbell and the, all that staff has done an amazing job building a culture where these kids want to be a part of. Everyone can say they have it until that moment comes when, when the team has a chance to break apart or be selfish mm-hmm. or I want this for me. And they had that happen, you know, in this new world of college football. 
and 20 of the 22 starters are coming back. And that's all you need to know about what's going on in that locker room and how healthy that football team is right now. And uh, it's just, as a fan base, we are blessed to get a chance to w- watch this team develop underneath our eyes. And it's, it's, it's got a really bright future. Let's face it, every program has a culture, you know, mm-hmm. but every program doesn't have a good culture, you know, or, or, or the kind of culture that Iowa State has. I, I think Iowa State's culture is, is pretty much unique. You can look back over since the transfer portal really became a thing. You know, how many starters has Iowa State lost? We lost rotation guys, and there's some guys leaving this year too, and and that's fine. People want opportunities to play, you know. And I'm definitely pro transfer portal. I'm not necessarily pro pay for play, but but certainly a transfer portal in my mind is a really good thing. Find your level where you can compete and be successful, you know. But the beauty of it is now when you throw in the pay for play, if you will, and I know money being offered all over the place you know, for, for some of ours and a lot of other schools, top players uh, to go somewhere else. You know, the fact that over the whole course of the portal era, Iowa state players, because of the culture that's been created by coach Campbell and the staff, they stay. And, you have to have an incredible culture for that to happen and a great belief that the people you're around are going to help you achieve and become the best version of yourself that you can be. On Football Saturdays, our John Deere run of the game is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Nothing runs like a deer, especially when supported by the team at Van Wall Equipment, the Cyclones John Deere dealer of choice. You know, and I love Matt's approach to the portal. We, we saw this with signing day where, you know, some schools are holding out six, seven spots of scholarships because they want to dip into the portal. And Matt's like, okay, <laughs> we'll take the best high school players. Absolutely love it. You know, it, it rises the waters for us on the kind of high school player we can get. If all these schools are holding out six or seven spots for, for transfers. Great. It, it elevates the level of high school player that we can get. And, uh, I love the fact that we have so many young players coming back and now we're putting underneath them another really good signing class. So let's just talk a little bit about signing day and, you know, kind of how Matt Campbell uh, has said, you know what, you're zigging, I'm going to zag when it comes to the portal. The best thing you show in the health of what they recruit, their signing day was over at 9.05 a.m. And they all signed and they moved on. I, I, it's it's interesting. I had an opportunity to talk to Derek Kluger you know, about noon, I texted him, how's it going today? He goes, he kind of laughed. He goes, we were done at 9.05. That is what they've got. They know exactly what they want that program. We did pick up a, a, a transfer uh, from Louisiana Monroe. But what the fan base needs to know, that's Zach Lovett's best friend growing up from high school. This kid's a great transfer. He's coming here because he wants to be part of a locker room and a culture. And back to what Eric was just talking about is, is we're not out trying to get all these transfer kids in to replace the kids that are being developed in this program. That's why this environment is so healthy for the kids coming into it. These young, talented individuals, they're not going to go out and take a kid from power five X and bring them in and try to over recruit over the top of them. They're going to go get the best players. Like you said, John, and I, I think that showed really big yesterday on signing day is we'll take them and we're going to develop them and have a lot of success with them. I can tell you there's multiple kids that signed with us yesterday. Other schools are trying to get them to hold out till the second signing day, you know, because they wanted them to hold out. And, and if so-and-so didn't transfer their school, then they got the scholarship. And so 
I'll tell you this. If you play by that transfer portal game and you can have success in one, in one year by doing it, you can lose just as quickly in the same program. If you get them there because of promises, they're going to leave you because of promises. And it may not be their starter or you think you're going to be the starter. You're going to lose depth on your team because you're bringing them there for the wrong reasons. And that's that's why I just so much believe in how we're building this football program right now. It's in a it's in great hands, but the health and the depth of that locker room is fantastic. You know, knowing who you are as a program, how you can build a program, I think is super important. What has Matt Campbell said since he's been here? This is a developmental program, you know, and, and you're not developing guys when you're when you're relying on the portal. Now, it may work well for other schools, but I think for Iowa State, this is just the absolute right approach, especially in a year when you have 20 out of 22 starters coming back. I mean, I think that's maybe as big as anything right there is. Yeah, there are going to be years it's like last year. Jaden Higgins was a great ad through the portal. We we needed a, a game-changing wide receiver. We were able to get him. But right now, our needs aren't aren't that. You know, so I'm sure there's going to be years where, hey, we need a guy to, for X position, and, and and we'll go get him or, or certainly attempt to. But for the most part, it's going to come from within the ranks, and that's who we are. And I think the fact that you don't run from it, but rather you embrace it, it is incredibly important. Well, that's a really healthy Iowa State football program, as Hark just said. That's that's a great way to put it. This is this is probably the healthiest that Iowa State football has ever been as a program. And guys, let's wrap it up with this as we take it back to the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. Uh, Memphis, the opponent, has a very explosive offense. They average about 40 points a game, but they are losing a couple of starting offensive linemen, which I think will be tough for them. But they still have the position, the skill guys all over the place. They have a lot of really good skill position players, including a veteran quarterback. Yeah, they do. And one of the things they have, you know, in addition to the skill players on the outside, got a good running back. They rush it for 150 a game, so they have balance too. So as Hark was talking earlier about kind of putting you in a pickle uh, defensively, they're able to do that. But I don't know about you guys. Uh, but my faith in that defensive coaching staff and the players for Iowa State is, is pretty high. I think Iowa State can can keep them, you know, certainly hold them down if they're able to stop the run and make them one-dimensional. I think there are some real opportunities for for Iowa State to uh, to slow them down. And on the other hand, they're giving up almost 30 points a game. I think Iowa State, with the way the offense has come on for the last two thirds of the season, I think Iowa State can create some huge problems uh, for the Tigers. You're right, Eric. You know, I look at the same thing. The, the defense does give up a lot of points, you know, and I think that we're going to have an opportunity to have a great offensive day, you know, down in Memphis. And for us defensively, it is one that is going to be a challenge for the day. But I like our I like our spot, you know, where they are going to miss a few guys on the offensive line. It's, our defensive line is very strong and stout, you know, and, and I think we get a chance to take advantage of that up front. You know, one of the things that we got to get better at, you know, is the transition of the pass rush. And, and I love that we get another chance to play a game this year because – you know, if there was anything, you know, it, you're being nitpicky. It's one of the best defenses in the nation. So this is, it's like nitpicky on something that's great, but continuing to develop these guys into pass rushers. You know, Will McDonald was so special. We got spoiled from him. What I was really excited to see as this year transitioned through, we were getting better week in, week out on the pass rush. We were getting more pressure and, and doing a lot better job. But I think that we have to be good on that here in, in Memphis. You know, we got to continue to develop these kids you know, play from run to pass, you know, and, and if we're able to do that and get pressure on this quarterback, we'll be just fine. I think that defense will do a good job, but it's going to be the key 
you know, we got to get penetration and get into that backfield and disrupt that offense to slow them down. Yeah. And they have given up 21 sacks this season. So it's not yeah. like Hennigan hasn't uh, tasted the, the turf. Well, I'm not sure there's many bowl teams as excited as Iowa State is about getting to play one more game together. I know we're excited about it. Guys, we'll see you down in Memphis. Can't wait for this opportunity for the Cyclones. All right. Go Cyclones. See you on Beale Street. Looking forward to it. Go Cyclones. Today's Sidecast was brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Stop by one of their locations and learn how to farm better, work smarter, and play harder when you run with Van Wall and John Deere. Thanks for listening.